Yes, 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 it's the wonderful Calculated Conversation radio show, and the reason being, because it's just certain things we have to talk about. Got a lot of ground to cover. Um, I'm your host, David Jefferson. Ken Jones. And uh, we back again, yet, uh, with episode two, um, with Casey Jackson, uh, motivational interviewing. Uh, how you doing, Case? Good, doing great. Can I say Case, man? Do your, do your homeboys call you that? Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to short it up. That, that's the nicer thing they called me. Oh, okay, okay, hey, cool. That all works. Cool. And so, um, we we talked about uh, motivational interviewing and um, a lot of your experiences. And so, what what organization exactly do you work with? Um, that I work with or that I Because oh, well, you got your own business too, right? I started my own business. So how does that tie in with, I'm curious, how does that tie in with what you do with MI and then with IF, IOC, right? IFIOC, yeah, the Institute for Individual and Organizational Change. I started that, uh, sold my truck and started a company. Really? Eight years ago, yep. And uh, was, that a, was that a lead, like, was that a plan that you had? Never. <laughs> mm, okay, I, I've I never been wondering that. that. I actually left. Um, I was at faculty. I had a great job at Washington State University. Okay, making good money, great benefits. Is that Pullman? Uh, Pullman. I was in the Spokane campus, but yeah, it's oh, Pullman. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the Pullman. Um, and it, it was one of those things—an ethical thing for me. I was making great money, great benefits, and they were charging so much money for administrative. So literally, if an agency called and they wanted my training and I was going to charge a thousand bucks. Um, they started charging somewhere between, I shouldn't even be saying this, but they're charging anywhere between 26 and 42% administrative fee on top of that. Mm. So whatever the fee was, then they charge an additional 26 to 42%. Jeez. And <laughs> the longer that went on, the more frustrated I got. Um, I loved working for the, the group that I worked with and the umbrella I was under, but I just thought I want to make this more accessible to people. Um, And, you know, I love the university. There's a lot of things I liked about it. Um, But just as a social worker, I just decided, you know, so many people are calling me. So many people want this training. I'm just going to leave a great position and start Mm -hmm. out on my own. And I thought a lot about the name. And that's where I thought I really want to help individuals and organizations change. That's an institute for individual and organizational change. So so I started that. and, Mm -hmm. And it's it's. That's 90, nice. I 90, like that. Yeah, ninety-five percent of it is based on motivational reviewing, and um, the, more and more though, what we've tried to shift to and what we're growing towards is just same thing with calculated conversations. Is it's just a method of communication because right. you say motivational interviewing, and nobody knows what the heck you're talking about. Right. And it's a method of communication. So <clears throat> we're trying to shift more away from that, and that's why we did start our the podcast with the communication solution. Right. It's just it's a communication solution. Okay. Um, so that's that's like kind of that. a revolution. Yeah. I was listening in on um, some of the little snippets I was able to come across. Um, one of the things that you said um, was that cases may be different, but the strategy is the same. Yes. And I thought that was perfect <laughs> like, and tied in with some of the things, you know, he, he says often in there. These these formulas. Yeah, they don't change. That doesn't change. change. Those are not the variables. No. <laughs> That's there. No. And, you know, hearing you say that and taking into account, again, if you have these standards and protocols set up, if you follow that. Yes. And you follow that to a T, then yes. you're most likely going to get the expected results. Yes. And that's um, something that I think we talk about um, working out earlier, like right. going to the gym. Right. Okay? You go see a, a personal trainer. You get a plan put together. If you follow this like you're supposed to, right. like you guys laid out. Most of the time, you'll get the result. If you follow the plan. If you follow the plan. That's it. And it'll happen every time. Yes. <laughs> and that's, I think that big hard yeah. part is <laughs> sticking to that. And mm-hmm. being able to have the discipline to, not just the discipline, I think that, that is a big part, but also the faith in yourself. Yes. Right? And being able to uh, move forward. You jumping out on a limb of like, I'm going from comfort. Yes. <laughs> security. Yes. To I know that within myself, I have what's necessary to get this going yes and i know i'm gonna make an impact yes jumping in and look at us now that's it that's exactly that's why it just blows me away to even be here (laughs) one of my one of my biggest things casey that i always talk about you know and can probably agree with me is getting to the point of taking the decision away from yourself I kind of feel like, especially with the workout thing like just these examples just remind me of 
you know, something I always tell myself is that I need to take the decision making away from myself. I mean, when people think a little bit too long and, and too hard, I feel like they're trying to talk themselves out of it. Hmm. You know, um, when you know what you need to do, you know, when you know what results you want, um, you got to leave it up to, you know, the bigger picture, you know, like, you know, whatever's driving you. I, like, basically... You know, being in in the, in, in OSCI um, last weekend, one of my biggest messages to to the inmates is, you know, take the decision away from yourself. You know, just know that there's a bigger picture. A lot of times, we are trying to challenge what we know is right. When you think too hard, I feel like you're trying to challenge the universe. You know, and I don't I don't believe in challenging the universe under no circumstances. You know, they know. You know, they typically operate from a long term, you know, vision of the future. Uh, and if you kind of get in tune with that and stay loyal to that, essentially, I think you are being loyal to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of times we talk ourselves out of what we know is right. You know what I mean? And I think that's the danger in it. And so. And, and that's something I've been working on a lot, especially when you you know bringing up the gym, just just getting in there, going. And it got to get to a point to where we forget about how we feel, forget about what we want to do, what we feel like doing, yeah. and just do what we need to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, just, you know, and that's kind of that's what helps me work, man. That's what helps me do what I do, and it helps me stay focused and. It keeps me in check, you know, as per se, you know, because I know that if I make the decision, I'm not going to go. I don't feel like going. (laughs) Right. You know, I don't feel like going right now. Right. You know, but I know it's not up to me. And the message comes down from the universe. Well, you got to go. Right. You know, and I get up and I just go. Right. You know, and then the benefits start to just kind of, you know, unveil themselves, you know, as the process uh, gets more consistent. You know, you stay more loyal to that. And so that's that's one of the big things that, you know, I think is, is helpful. What do you think about? No, I, I I agree with that, and I think you take that concept and you connect with what what Cam was talking about earlier as well too, and it goes to the whole thing about the why again too. Mm-hmm. It, you don't want to get up and you necessarily get up from the couch and go to the gym, right? But do you want to be around for your kids? <clears throat> and that's why for me, if you stay more focused on the why mm-hmm. instead of yeah. what, the what and the how, right? It's easier to step over that hump or to get your butt off the couch because right. it's like. If the question is, do you love your children, the question is yes. Then it's like, well, why aren't you at the gym working out? I mean, it just, I need to go do that. Instead, well, did you make it to the gym today? No, it's been busy. I'm exhausted. i got so much to do. Because you lose sight of the why, and you're so focused on what you need to do or how you need to do it. And that's where a lot of frustration or tension or resistance gets generated from. Yes. And I think that translates to just across the board it's the idea of everything working out. everything yeah. is a muscle it's repetition i think one yeah. of the the one of the most recent books that i'm juggling um is the the power of habits mm. and understanding how many things we're doing we're just operating off of this habit you know the place that i sit down i know when i sit on my couch i have to stop <laughs> sitting in that middle spot because then i get comfortable it's Go all sit about at the comfort. computer chair yep it's a whole different flow Yeah, that's funny. Get crazy amount of stuff done. I know, like I know that if I sit on the right side, I'm going to lean. Now I'm going to be tired. It's going to kick in. I understand what that's going to do when I go in my room because I don't hang out in the room. When I go in my room and lay down, I'm out of there. Right. Instant sleep. Yes. And these are the things that I don't lose keys. I don't lose. It's systems. My wallet gets sat in the same place every time. If something comes up missing, I probably that's probably the times where you'll see me like it automatically blaming somebody mm-hmm. like i know that i sit stuff i've done this for so long so that means somebody grab that can mm-hmm. you need you need to come train my kids hey so you, you can train them that system right there i told them where your sh- i can't find my shoes yeah, well look. where did you put them did right you, if you put them in the same spot right. every time guess where they're gonna be right every time <laughs> yeah every time you definitely need to come train my kids yeah but it's just it's in there and it's it's just understanding that that real the the power of habits and creating these small habits and i think that's the big thing is the big changes and right. I, I going into like the eating healthy and doing all that i allow myself to still have that moment of being like you've done like don't get frustrated because you got crazy hungry today i ate my dinner before coming here and it was just like well i'm not upset about it i didn't space out my well, how would you normally do it, it once i get from here uh-huh. So usually after the show is when I get home and do all that. Okay. And so I had instead of an eight thirty dinner, 
had a four thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I did the reverse. See, that's why I'm still hungry. But, <laughs> so, all right. but, uh, I try that next time. <laughs> but it's just it, it's it's allowing that little piece in there yeah. that I found that it works. So I'm not beating myself up. You know, yeah. and that applies to many other things. But just picking up on your routines and putting um putting effort into the small steps that get yeah. you to the bigger idea whatever change it is that you're trying to make because people do the drastic change like tomorrow like oh I'm gonna throw all the good stuff out and only eating kale soup <laughs> right like, no right. that's gonna work for three days tops then it's over right and it's over but if you start replacing little pieces in the meals right, right. okay we cut down on you know how much protein we're putting in here you know make some shifts like that that's usually what builds you up to be sustainable exactly and that crash course a lot of people crash course is making these drastic changes and i think that's where we find people failing right you know, i've been in that boat many a times right like right. we're gonna just do this oh we're going running cool we're gonna do 10 miles like we ain't ran in six months. What are we? What are we right, slow down. Right now, I can't walk for two days, so we're not doing this again. So. Well, there's a whole new movement that's for the last several years now. It's one of my colleagues that I train with. Um, he's in the healthcare world, and it's lifestyle medicine, mm. which is means it's not these the ten mile run, the yes. doing a crash diet. It's literally lifestyle yes. medicine. You're changing your lifestyle. It's not that you're going on a diet. It's not that you're going to start exercising. You literally need to start to incorporate what do you want your lifestyle to be, mm-hmm. which right. means you need to start working on your lifestyle, which is way different than, like you're talking about, it just can't be the crash diet. It just yeah. can't be the, I'm going to run the 10 miles and think I'm going to be in shape. Or yes. It's just, it's a lifestyle. Do you want to be different two years from now? Right. Then it means you need to start making some changes now. Right. Right there, that dedication. And I think a good thing, too, another piece that I took from you was the, you said about the jungle gym needing to kind of have your scaffold and set up before you jump on there doing <laughs> gymnastics yes and just how important really dialing your framework in yes once you have that i think that's another thing that a lot of people are missing they may have the a and then they know what their goal is right but it's how do we structure that in between and i think that's where you find people just, we were just talking you and I, we were just talking yeah. about this a break yeah. it's the whole thing is where people watch 17 seconds yeah. so they want to they want to put the roof on and decorate all this stuff and it's like but you need to have the scaffolding in place yes. first yes. you need to have your foundation but they want to have the perfect house right, right out of the gate they want to have the perfect structure the perfect relationship and yes. it's like this literally takes a process it takes time and you need to build it solid if you want it to be solid yes you can't be thinking about these things two years down the road if you don't even have the basics in place that foundation foundation is every and all things it's and you know i think that's, that's something i've talked about on the show before with some other guests of like you know that are in um entrepreneurs or have their business small business going and uh the process we see success and we see that part and you've got to lay out those pieces in between mm-hmm. and that's i think with this show right, one of the right. things that we talk because i'm i try to be as open as possible my stumbles my falls and Absolutely. so on because mm-hmm. this isn't a i never want to come across people and then to have this idea of me being here one of the things i run with is even with my children i say this all the time I never want them to get 21 and shatter what they thought of me. Right. So we're talking about certain things. I'm going to, I can tell you where I'm wrong. I can do all that and I will do that (laughs) so that you don't become an adult and be like, who are you? Yes. Um, But understanding for people that just see this quick snapshot and see the great parts, see all the good and not understanding what actually comes with that. Right. You know, like you mentioned earlier, putting this stuff together, it took a very long time for me to know what I need first off. Yes. Um, right. Then on the back end of what software, what chain I'm going to have to put in to make sure this audio comes out, right. how it's supposed to come out. Like that's a lot of time. Yes. Right. I can make a, a quick one minute how to. Yes. But that took a lot of years <laughs> to pull together. That's it. And that's the part that I think gets missing as our attention spans and so on get yeah. shorter because yes. we want that immediate gratification. Immediate gratification. Yeah. Like even sooner than immediate. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's and that's why showing the struggle is probably one of the most important things that I think a lot of successful people miss out on. Uh, we always see the end result and people get fascinated I think with the end result um, and they be like oh and, and then and when you and when you practice it for a long time like I feel like you know I speak for myself and hopefully can too and you I mean practicing this idea of social awareness this idea of challenging you know um Arts, maybe some traditions or some formulas we were raised in. Um, trying to be, you know, trying to see the beauty and being open-minded, mm-hmm. you know, trying to connect with the idea of being compassionate. 
um, especially, you know, trying to dive into exactly what empathy is and how it works and how to use it. And then, you know, going deeper into being able to explain it and get on air and be on the radio and be teaching people. Right. It's a long process. It is a long process. And I think sometimes we might make it look too easy, you know, which is why, you know, me and Ken consistently try to um, push the idea, uh, the truth on air that we're still learning, Absolutely. you know, and it, we've done a lot of work to get to this point, but we got a long ways to go. Um, and it's not an overnight thing. And so that immediate gratification idea and people wanting things today, um, I think is what sets people back often, you know, just as far as them being honest with themselves about the process and being able to go through, it's a tough process and, and only the strong survive in it. But if you see the end goal, I like to keep talking about, you know, the, the end zone, um, you know, you can possibly create a formula to, you know, to travel those, those roads and, and stay there once you get there and be able to bring people with you as you, as time goes on. Um, you know, go ahead, bro. I was I was gonna <clears throat> pass a question off to you because you mentioned kind of earlier just kind of sometimes people needing to have that in them mm -hmm. like that that drive mm -hmm. in there and being that you're in the space in which you are of trying to get to that point of figuring out what drives um, have you found age to play any part in being able to dig in and find that motivation I I think instinctually. It's why I always gravitated towards adolescence mm -hmm. to teenagers mm -hmm. because it seems like they were in that kind of magical zone. Be one foot they weren't in childhood, one foot in childhood, mm -hmm. one foot in adulthood, one foot not in adulthood. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, you know, teenagers being idealistic or, you know, they think they can do anything. Yeah. Or, so I think they're more, they have more readily have access to that. Mm -hmm. And I think the older we get, I think a lot of times for people, they just get worn down because they run into so many barriers or life is not the way they think it's going to play out yeah. or mm -hmm. they have those struggles. And then all of a sudden that pops back up when people hit their golden years. Yeah. That it's like, you know what? I stressed over way too many things. Right. And now I'm really clear what is important. Right. And I think those things that hold balance that I think, so I do think there's some age specific things, but kids Kids believe they can be anything. Yeah. So many kids believe they can be yes. anything um, before that's extracted from them. Um, <laughs> right. And then, by God, a teenager believes they're going to get it. They, you're too stupid, you know, to mm. know how smart they are and how they're going to be able to get it. And then life smacks them around a little bit, and then we get humbled, and then yeah. mm. and then we either hang on to those those dreams or their goals or yeah. our why. Or they get lost in the fact we got to get up and take two buses to get to McDonald's to make, you know, barely minimum wage. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I'd like to have dreams, but I need to put food on the table for right. my kids. You know, right. Who I only get to see every other weekend. Right. You know what I mean? So I think those things we get sucked into for people um, can start to get us distracted from the value. So I think there's age related aspects of okay. it. But uh, I think it's always inside. I mean, I, we all, I think all three of us know, everybody listening knows everybody has it inside of them. Yes. I agree. So. I agree. I'm in the zone with you. Like that's where I think the demographic that I would gravitate towards has always been the teens. Yeah, me too. It's it's just that's that's an area because again it's in that that that, that the sweet zone. Yes, right. Not they genuinely believe anything is possible. Yes, and that the adults have screwed it all up. Right, right. And nurturing that is everything. Yes. Any, Absolutely. Then any more adults to you know show them that actually you write anything is possible. Yes. And you know, like, and we're here, and we come from Absolutely. the same place. Yes. You know, and I think that's the beauty in it all. To keep encouraging. You know, one thing I wanted to talk about, circle back around to that that you were talking about earlier, David, and all three of us have talked about, but and it's not a motivational thing. This is more of a personal kind mm -hmm. of evolution thing on my own belief system and faith and and just my own coming to that in my own time and pace. Mm -hmm. One of the most impactful experiences I ever had in my own kind of meditation and conversations with God, um, and it touches a little bit on what you hit. It's like I always thought if I could get to a place, anybody, if you could have a conversation with God, what would you ask? And, and when I got to this space where I thought I could, I asked all the big questions. Mm -hmm. You know, why is there war? Why is there rape? Why is there poverty? Why, you know, why don't you step in? You know, all those kind of questions we want to ask. And one of the most impactful things that hit me, and it it it, it really struck me, David, when you were talking, and, and Ken, what you were just talking about as well, too, is it's a phenomenal concept to think about. And when I was in this zone, in this meditation, um, 
what came to me is 50% destiny, 50% choice. Hmm. And it's when you were talking about turning it over to the universe on one hand, and on the flip side, do we stay focused on our why? Right. And, and those two constructs alone was like, this is the message that came to me in terms of 50% destiny, 50% choice. There has been you know, some blessings and inheritance that have been laid out for me. Right. But you got to get off the couch. Right. Right. And right. Do, do you want to combine those two constructs that you've been given so many things you're unaware of? Right. You have this inheritance that you've been granted. But you also have to stand up and, and take steps forward and, and take hold of that inheritance you've been given. And and I love that concept, the way that it was it came through to me. Like, not even 4951, which we tend to defer too much sometimes <laughs> uh, to things that are greater than us. But 50.0 to 50.0, like, neither one has – what a beautiful relationship between us and the universe or us and life or oh, us yeah. and creation or oh, us yeah. and God. Yes. You know, that that we have so much power that goes to 50.0. Yeah. And, right. and the universe has so much power that goes to 50.0. And it's like, wow, what a perfect right. – but what are we going to do with that inheritance right. we've been given? And I think this is the whole thing we're talking about, about right. – because you've talked both sides about sometimes you just need to surrender, mm-hmm. but we do need to take stock of what do we value? Do we have that innate desire and drive and goal? Right. And are we going to take stock of that and take and and put the investment into to capitalize on that as well too? Right. And and once you realize that that's how much power you have, yes. <laughs> that's where you have a relationship with life, you know, and right. and you start to capitalize on that and build things that we couldn't even. There is no way any one of the three of us could have conceptualized 10 years ago, this is where we'd be sitting. (laughs) Oh, no, it's definitely not. There's just no way. (laughs) And and to think that's putting one foot in front of the other, and now we're having these conversations and and having this impact on people that are genuinely trying to find their way in the world as well, too, through communication. Because we stepped up and tried to do to the best of our ability, and we fell and screwed up, and (laughs) all the things we did along the way. Um, You know, shot ourselves in the foot, and and then then bandaged it up up and tried it again. so it's just such a fascinating concept when you're talking about that. It just reminded me of that moment in my own life about that was such a powerful time of thinking about right. that perfect relationship or that perfect balance when That's we're thinking awesome. about where we exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I often think about that and, you know, think about, like, who I am and why I am. It's just it's so weird to me that, you know, it's come to this. It just didn't make sense to me at first, but... <laughs> But then again, you know, I didn't question, you know, like I know I was born with that 50%. And, you know, a lot of people would like to always, you know, a lot of people like to consider us, you know, intelligent, genius, smart, above the rest. And and when I look at it, I, I struggle with seeing all that. And the only thing I really see is, you know, the only thing I can take credit for is, you know, having the gall to actually listen That's- and apply. That's where my success is. Absolutely. I heard the message and I said, all right, if that's what you want, then that's what I'll do. And I won't ask any questions. That's exactly it, David. You know, um, other than that, it's like I can't really be, you know, put on a pedestal or be rewarded for just what I was born with and what I was given. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I will listen. (laughs) And I think that's where that's why we're able to shine and we're able to get get this message out, you know, and connect with like minds and and have these conversations. You know, that is that is crazy to hear that because I've had it's I've ran into the same situation it's like you're so smart how do you figure this stuff out yeah and I know I'm not the smartest man on the planet and but the thing that I've always taken credit for is I'm willing to listen yeah it's when you it. said that I'm like that's exactly that's like I can listen to what comes through my brain I'm shocked at things that come out of my mouth because I know I'm not that smart <laughs> right you too <laughs> yeah oh, absolutely. oh man absolutely but that's it's crazy but what I'll take credit I won't take credit for the wisdom or the things that come out of my mouth right but I will take credit for the fact that I'll lower my ego enough to just listen mm. and not take credit for it because it is uncomfortable when people try to give you credit for things it, that, yeah. that internally you know I wish I could take credit. I wish I was that smart. I wish I did put all this stuff together. Right, right. But it's from greater people than I that I've read books on or listened to or studied. And then I've listened well enough that I can kind of put it together in a cohesive thought. Right. And if people find value in that, that's really – I almost just want to leave it there and kind of back away and go, that was helpful. Don't let me screw it up then because if I talk about it too much or my ego gets involved, I will blow this thing up so painfully. So just listen, you talk. I mean, yeah. that's exa- I'll take credit for listening. <laughs> yeah. I can't take that's credit it. for the wisdom. That's In addition to that, I, and it makes me think of a specific situation where when I was teaching myself audio engineering, and this was, I was 20, and what I would do is go get printers from Walmart, 
because right. they would let you return them. It was cheaper to get a new printer than to get a new ink cartridge. Yes. So <laughs> what mm-hmm. I would do is sit up at night, kid was down, on the computer Googling just how to, how printing out pages. Right. pages. Right now I have so many instruction manuals for coding and so on that I just I want to be able to flip through mm-hmm. and have that. That's where my skill set is. Right. I'm going to investigate that, this. Yeah. I'm going to get down into the weeds. It's I'm going to put the effort and the time into that. And like you said, it's it's a bunch of knowledge that's way greater than mine. <laughs> I've just took the time to take this in. Yes. Take this in and be able to listen to right. people who do have more knowledge than me in an area. And even if I think I know something, still shut up right. and listen. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Said, exactly. Because it may hit another way hearing it from someone else. Yes. And I may be able to articulate this better next time to help convey whatever this idea is. And it makes me feel weird. I say this all the time. It's like when people are given too many pats on the back, it's kind of like, yeah, like. Uh, it's hard to take it, man. We're, yeah. just, we're just here. We're just doing this. Yes. We're, we're talking. And yes. I think that's why even with us all doing this, we're. This is the conversation that we have with a mic off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. So it yes. feels like how. Right. How are people taking this the way that they do when we're just doing us? Right. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just listening and, um, you know, and taking taking the notes from the bigger picture, you know, and seeing that, you know, that's the only talent. Like me and Ken, the only way this show really came about is because, you know, just us being in sort of similar industries and knowing each other, we would just bump into each other. And typically with most people, you have to, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Bye. But we couldn't do that. We would stop and talk no matter what we were doing for 30 to 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so and so it, I didn't choose Ken, you know, to be on this show. And I didn't choose to have this show. It just it was a call that was bigger than me. And I said, if that's what you want, fine. That's it. You know, if you want Ken to be the co-host, fine. Yes. You know, like, you know, not questioning it and then seeing the beauty and, and not doing that and letting go. Yes. And my decisions becoming easier and easier as I get older and wiser. And everybody think I'm making the best decisions, <laughs> not knowing I'm just doing what I'm told, man. <laughs> you know, like, do what your yeah. mama tell you to do, man. And that, that's really it. And you'll be fine. But. Ah, uh, yes. So I just, you know, the goal for the show is to encourage people to become more in tune with yourself, more, uh, more captivated by the bigger picture. Realize that it's bigger than you. If I thought it was just me and I'm the only one I got to be loyal to then we wouldn't have to have this conversation you know what I mean right and so really seeing that and then seeing the benefits in that and just kind of letting go of ego uh my own decision making my own experiences and what me and Ken always talk about on the show is being willing to challenge everything you've ever known yes part to see what's bigger out there yes you know and that's what's got us here having this conversation man and again like um we enjoy doing this and i know you do too that's Absolutely. why i was like let's get casey on here that's my happy let's, place let's talk about that's it man. my happy place right um me always wanting to know the wise of things so and jumping yeah. back into yeah. casey you getting going on your i'm selling the truck i'm yeah going right. all in <laughs> You structure in this. You setting your own framework up. Did you? Do you feel that you were able to put that together fairly easy? Because this has been something that you've been doing for so long. Do you feel like that that transition for you was fairly easy? I mean, I, I know it's uh... the thing that I said when I I hired a staff pretty quick because um, I had a contract in place, a pretty decent contract, so okay. I knew I could. And what I'd read because I'm not a business. I'm a social worker. I was never a business person. Okay. Still, eight years later, I'm still not a business person. <laughs> And my staff will tell you that. Um, I still remember when we sat down to develop our vision statement, our mission statement, our very first retreat we did right after I opened the doors and and had a team together. And what I told them and what I've stuck with from the beginning, and and when I forget about it is when my stress starts to increase, Mm. is when we are no longer a value, I can't guarantee you guys are going to have jobs. Um, Because the only reason we should be around is if we're offering value to people. Mm. And if what we do isn't a value, we all need to be doing something else that's a value. Mm. So I'm not going to fight tooth and nail to keep the business open. Right. But I think what we do provides value. Right. And if it does, then we should be able to pay our bills. That'd and if fine. we don't, then you guys are meant to be in other places doing other things. And I meant to be in another place doing other things. Mm. Um, and it was the same thing we were talking about with transparency around yes. salary too. I just share all the financial stuff with the team because I, it's not my burden to carry. We're right. a team. So everybody needs to know what's going on. Right. Um, right. And if you want to work for that, but then we also don't have, personal time off either everybody mm. takes off the time they went off there's not like two weeks off or yeah it's just 
they love what they do and they get to do what they do. So, so on that level, I didn't have to manage a whole lot. Okay. But then there's so many things like I swore I never wanted to have policies and procedures. Mm-hmm. Like nobody reads them anyway. It's just a. But legally, you have to have policies and procedures. Okay. Like okay. there's stuff, like and I don't want to do that. So I just tell people go steal them from somebody else. <laughs> like, right. If there's a policy or procedure, so I mean there's the nuts and bolts of a business. <laughs> right. Like you read manuals. Yeah. There's stuff and licenses and mm-hmm. and certifications that you have to have if you want to have a business okay. that I have no desire to put energy into, mm-hmm. but it's it's necessary. So those parts of it were more of a pain in the butt okay. that I didn't want to have to deal with, but they're they're the necessary parts of having a business. But to show up and not, we're eight years in and I just hired Tammy, you know, earlier this year, up until now, I've never marketed ever mm. in eight years. It's always been word of mouth, even energy my, and it's energy and, and it's word of mouth. And so it, the more successful and the more value added, the more people talk, yeah. especially when we work with large organizations and their, their outcomes and their performance starts to turn around, then people want to know how did that happen? Right. And when your name's associated with it, then. You know, or the body cam footage comes out with officers using motivational interviewing. Mm. Right, that like, was that's powerful. That's <laughs> like our community doesn't do that. That guy would have gotten shot. That guy would have gotten tased. Like that. Those are the things that they say. Like this does not happen in our community. We need to have to come our community. And it's like so that's so I guess it's marketing by doing the right thing for the right reason. So I mean that's the long answer to right, the business right. side of it. There's nuts and bolts that I still don't think I'm a particularly good business person. Okay. Um, but I do like we're talking about, we love what we do. You guys love what you do. I love what I do. And it comes across. And I am never bored. Like when I post (laughs) on social media, I, I cannot believe every day when I go home from work or I'm flying on a plane or whatever, it's like, I cannot believe I'm paying my mortgage. Like (laughs) that's crazy, right? By, by hanging out with people that I just genuinely, people I just met that just genuinely want to make a difference in the world. And I have information that helps them be there more efficiently and more effectively. I mean, who gets to do that? I mean, it's crazy. So, so it's all these things about business that I think if I ever took, when I've taken it as a business is when I've gotten stressed. The first two years, I ended up with two coronary stents my first two years after I opened um, because I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours. You know, and I have two, two year, twin, two year old daughters okay. and trying to make it all work. And when you, when I was trying to make it successful is when I was just eating myself up inside because you can never get it all done. Um, and then when you step back and just go, just show up, tell the truth, yeah, do your best. And if you're meant to be around, do exactly what you've always told your staff. If you do that, you're either meant to be, or it's not meant to be. Yes. And once that, once, once the health issues got over, you know, six years later and it's just like, okay, I'm, you know, I don't overstress. I don't work more than usually more than 40 <laughs> hours a week unless I'm traveling a lot. It's just when I'm home, I'm with my kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm with my family doing what I need to do and I'm not going to stress about work stuff. Yes. And when I'm doing work stuff, I, I knock it out, you know, I just put a hundred percent. So it's worked for eight years. So when you're, when you're in the zone of doing your works, so do you have like a, do you have a room or something when you're trying to, 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 to brainstorm? Do you have a space? Where do you create yeah, at? I do have a space. You got a space. I've got my little <laughs> office space. And actually I don't even go to work. I have an office that I can use at work. Okay. Um, there's a building that I bought and, uh, but at home in my office, it just, yeah. it's, I can see outside, I can see nature, so I don't get too crazy focused. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I think being able to see nature keeps me balanced. Um, and I can get really creative. And I love thinking outside the box. And I work with people, my whole team, most everybody on my team thinks outside the box, okay. except for the people that need to know how to dot the I's and cross the T's. Right. Right. I don't need them to think outside right. the box. Right. <laughs> they just need to tell me what to put the box in and right. how to get the box mailed. Uh, <laughs> But then the rest of the team, it's just, it, and I love that process. And yes. so, yeah, having a space, I've got a space where I can do that. Okay. And that's important to me. Okay. So um, with the idea of motivational interviewing, I know that you didn't create the initial concept. Mm-hmm. Something tells me, though, that you have um, your own twist to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some tells me that you might be better at it than a lot of, of other people pushing the same agenda or, you know, or that you have other creative ways of yes. making those connections. Yes. What, what are, what do you think those, what, what are those ways? What do you, what do you think you do different than other people that push, you know, without taking nothing from them, but just yeah. different, not saying yeah. better, but just different, different. Um, what, I, I think one of the things that I'm lucky, it's, you know, there's books on it, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert or even think you're an expert. And I don't think I'm an expert and I have more than 10,000 hours into this. I just, 
I'm lucky enough that not everybody that trains on it gets to train on it as much as I do. Mm. Like I literally train on it nearly every single week, every week of every year. And mm. I've been doing that for eight years. And most people, mm. they train their agency maybe once or twice a year or right. they do. So, I mean, I literally am immersed in this. So that's why I think if I have a leg up, it's because I'm overly immersed in it. And I'm overly obsessed with it. Nice. Um, and so there's specific ways, like the training you went through, mm-hmm. if you'd go through 50 other trainings with 50 other trainers, you would have learned something very specific from all 50 of those that I didn't even teach you guys. Right. Because I don't think it's gonna help you in the long run change behavior. Right. And so for me, it's less sticking to the model as it was dictated mm. and more about what do we know is gonna move behavior for the long run. Mm-hmm. And, and the, these are the things. So there's those twists that I've really learned through experience and just the outcomes that I've seen in organizations I've worked with, like one of the fundamental things, and this is this is really controversial, is a lot of people say that motivational thing is relationship based, and we got into this a little bit in the training you were in, David. Right. Um, and the longer I've been in it, what I realized is actually relationship screws up really good focus on behavior change because hmm. the more we focus on the relationship, the less time you're paying attention to yourself and your own behavior. You're either justifying it to me, you're trying to explain it to me, and and not every conversation is meant to be a behavior change-based conversation of motivation that's values-based. So you don't use it in every conversation, but if you're using this model, and this is controversial in the, in the international evidence-based practice of motivational interviewing, that is not the popular thing to say. People teach this as, as a relationship-based. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, if you and I have a relationship, David, and you're trying to work on behavior change, there's times you won't tell me everything because you don't mean to be disappointed in what you've been thinking about. Mm. Well, that's not helpful. We need to get into what's real. Um, you may get frustrated with me because I didn't call you back sometime. And so then the way you start to explain something to me, you're a little bit angry at me because it's something that has nothing relevant to what we talked about right now. <laughs> right. Everything that's relationship-based can actually con- contaminate yeah, it does. me stepping inside your reality without judgment and you being honest and accurate and pure about where your brain is at, knowing that there's no judgment about how you think or feel. All we're trying to do is resolve your ambivalence about is your behavior in alignment with your values, right. not what does Casey think about it. Not right, not our values. It. Exactly. <laughs> and that is not normal communication in mainstream culture. It's so based on relationship. Yes. And did I make you angry? And did I step on your toes? The, that is when you're thinking about an individual resolving ambl- uh, ambivalence, that is all wasted friction. Mm. It's just friction that doesn't help it move faster and further. It's just physics. Right. And so that's one thing I know that very few people, if anybody, teach it in terms of physics. I like to talk about in terms of human physics. So it's not gimmicky about, okay, let's not use I statements, or let's use this, or let's do this, or make sure you ask an open-ended question. Well, that's all mechanical, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily teach people how do you engage in a true process that can be transformative for another human being. Mm -hmm. That's way more complex Mm -hmm. than a whole set of questions and reflections and and how do we structure that. So, So, and on the flip side, I have such a profound, and so why I've never, so many people have said, why don't you call it something else and you claim it. I have such a profound respect for the amount of research that's been put specifically into motivational interviewing. It is built off a very solid structure. When you were picking up the things about, again, about the um, scaffolding when I was talking about that, you start to take some of that away and it can start to fall apart. But you can shape it differently and have it more effective too and strengthen some of it. So so that's what I think. I'll Mm. I'll never vary from the fundamental structure of it. But the ways that I have varied, people have found it like I've never... I've been through, I hear this, you had probably four people in the training you were in come up to me saying, I've been through 40 hours of MI training. I never learned this. Mm. Like this makes everything <laughs> make sense to me. Yes. Um, and everywhere I've trained all over the country and outside of the country, yeah. it's the same thing. I've been through so many trainings on motivational training, I never learned this and now it all makes sense. So I think those things are differently because that is such a consistent theme no matter where I train. Um, hearing those kind of things well i just learned today that you didn't create that program because i i <laughs> the way you laid it out man I, I was for sure it was your idea no i wish <laughs> you know and then um uh um somebody i work with told me he was like well yeah you know you know that's been around for a while i was like oh man i thought he created it yeah. um but yeah man I, I really um i like the way you did that and it, again like speaking of the universe and not you know, and not making my own choices. I mean, I like to relax. Like I'm kind of, I'm a little bit shy and, you know, sometimes standoffish, but 
the vibes that I got, the connection that I got from the bigger picture was like, you got to talk to him. You have to. Like, it's not up to you. <laughs> you know, and that's why I came out. I was like, hey, man, you know, so and so. Because I knew, I was hoping one day we got to this point and now we're here. That's it. You know, and it's an amazing thing. Um, yeah, you had a I was just with kind of, you know, you taking that framework and shaping it to make it work for you, right? To where you have these conversations, you hold these events, and people are coming to you letting you know, like, this is, I've done this before, but this is hitting. Yes. And it ties into, um, I think, probably one of the most profound things I've heard in the last month, we'll say a month, <laughs> of find your uniqueness and exploit it. Yes. Right. Exploit yourself. Yes. <laughs> you find that piece. Who cares how many people are doing this thing? Right. Make it yours based on what you bring to it. That's it. And I think that's where it gets standing out. You get some people who are not able to think outside of the box. So it's like, I need step A, B, C, D. And it's like, okay, cool. Let me run through those steps. And now how can I tweak this to make this, you know, fit me? Because if I'm yes. trying to stick to this, there's going to be things that pop up and you don't know how to deal with it because you're not operating under who you are exactly. in the way right. in which you would deal with this, yes. right? right? There's definitely an edge. You yes. know, I, I talk about this often where I'm like, uh, if I was ever to have been in school as a school counselor or something, I'd probably get in trouble for cursing. Yeah. Just how I talk, right? Me too. And, <laughs> and so that's straight up, but it but it's never in a way that it's been taken by kids we interact a certain type of way. They they enjoy it. They know I'm not doing this in a way of demeaning or so on. Right. There's just some colorful, some things are said much better. Yes, more accurately. More accurately. Yes. It, it paints the picture much better, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, like, in, like on uh, Lean On Me and Sam Jackson. Right, yes. They loved him. Yeah, right? oh, yes. And so understanding that, that that's yeah. a piece that gets brought to, you know, these tables. I, I In many spaces, just being in many spaces and realizing, being comfortable with who I am, the way I communicate, I know we can have these conversations from here to here and cover all the topics. We can do this. And, you know, these couple of little things that, you know, I might pronounce words a certain way, that's not taking anything away from, you know, what's here and what's here. Exactly. And as long as that's translating through what you're doing, that's the thing that's going to sit on people because I think we're so good at being able to kind of recognize where somebody's not fitting in their skin. Right. Yes. Yes. We can pick up on that. I don't think people, some people are not aware that it just something's off and you're trying. Right. I, 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 but when I see people who are fully okay and you can tell this is just them all the time, like they don't need alcohol. They don't need it. They're just always That's alive. Who they are. That's, That's it. I can take that. Yes. And I can deal with that. Cause I know what to expect. Yes. It's you. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point that out again. I've exploit your uniqueness and clearly that's what's being mm-hmm. done. You know, the other thing that struck me just kind of, coming to my brain as, as we've been talking, you know, when you're talking about, when we're talking about the inheritance piece or trusting the universe or, mm-hmm. you know, can people see those values? Can they take hold of those values or that uniqueness inside of them right. and move forward? Or, or this whole thing about being on a pedestal or people looking up or, or mm-hmm. not understanding the journey. When you think about it almost literally, the things that we have in common that we've been talking about, just like first time you and I have ever met and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the brief conversations we've had, if you take a couple of core constructs or core values, integrity, all three of us are truly trying to operate with a high level of integrity. Right. doesn't mean we hit it every single day, nope. but it's what we wake up with the intention of doing, right. to be honest, right. to, to have a humility that you want to learn. And if every day you're taking steps towards that, and let's just say that those are at the top of the mountain, that focus mountain concept that I, that right. I was teaching before. If those are concepts at the top of the mountain, and if every day you take steps in your life to move towards that, Everybody wants to be airlifted up to where they see you at. Yes. And people see you at a certain level, both of you at a certain mm-hmm. level, and they just want to be airlifted up there. Or they think, oh, my God, you're up on this mountain. It's like, do you know how much we've climbed yes. and days we've gotten lost yes. to get up here? And all you need to do is put one foot in front of the other and trip over rocks and get up and bring enough water and forget yeah. stuff, then go back and grab it and keep walking. <laughs> but if you keep walking towards that integrity, yeah, um, that, that quality of life, yeah. then you move further up the mountain. And the thing is, is that people get so distracted that they don't do it. That means there's less and less people you run into. So we run into these kind of conversations that we're having right now yeah. because every day we're trying to do that. Yes. But there's not millions of people up there. Right, right. Most of the people are down at the bottom of the mountain pointing at the people up there going, oh my gosh, how did they get up there? That's so amazing. Yeah, how did right. you do that? And it's like, because we got up and we keep putting one foot in front of the other every day. It's not because we're special. It's not because you're gifted. It's not because we're smarter. Right. It's because we found our North Star. We found our compass, mm-hmm. the top of the mountain, and that's what we try to live by every day. And when you do that, since that's not the norm, 
there's fewer and fewer people on that part of the mountain. Yes. Right. And that's, you tend to run into people like that. So, I mean, just as we're talking about this, it just reinforces all these things we've talked about. There's nothing special or unique. There's a massive amount of humility to it, but it's just, are you trying to live your best, most authentic life being the best person you can be? But every day you need to show up and not sit in the middle of the couch. You you need, you know, find a different place to study. Don't do anything in the bedroom until it's time to sleep. Like it's just until you change those things and you're not putting one foot in front of the other and it's not going to change, you know, and you can just be mad and just say, oh, my life sucks and I don't have any choices and the world's beating me down. It's like, what? As a fun fact with that, I put in, so where where I'm lined up in the middle of my couch, I got a little whiteboard, maybe like a 12 by 12, and it says complete the effing task. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so when I'm sitting here and I want to watch some TV it's look up yeah I seen that I was like is he going crazy yeah nah, that's so <laughs> I was like I'm nah he's being direct cool. with himself I'm, oh I need to go finish what I was working on yeah Absolutely. I need that yeah <laughs> but um you know speaking of that last uh that last comment you made you know just about the process and you know people want to get to that level and seeing you know us getting up there um do you find, I mean, I know, I, f- I find that people don't really, I'm not saying, I know it's not easy because it's a process, but I find that people don't realize that it's, it's really as simple as changing your mindset, you know, and habits, like you said. Yeah. Um, people don't, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's keeping people from, you know, you know, treading that, going down that road, is, it just sounds too easy. You know, like nobody really can. Most people, I don't think, can imagine that their entire life would change, you know, by changing a few habits and a mindset. That's the only thing that really I feel like separates, you know, us and people that are becoming more enlightened, more aware, you know, from from the norm and not not a different set of circumstances for sure. You know, um, not a different past. Um, just a matter of you know, just kind of reinforcing. I think your individuality upon the world instead of letting the world enforce their norms on you. That's it. And I and I think you take that and the concept we were talking about earlier about this fifty percent destiny, fifty percent choice. Right. Is you don't let it influence you, but you you set your intention. And you don't give up when barriers are thrown in your way. You trust that that's a communication with God or with life. Yes. You're just saying, yes. you, you just got to step around this way then. You don't just throw it up in the air and just go, okay, th- that's never going to work. It just means trust the process as well, too. Right. So keep living with integrity. Keep walking towards the thing you need to keep taking your steps. There's going to be days you run into a, a cliff that you can't you know, cross or whatever, and it just means – this is the other 50%. You're not in control of everything. Right, you know? right. And don't get frustrated. Something's wrong. This could be the perfect thing to happen. Yes. If you can step back and like we've talked about, if you can listen and have faith that you're not on this journey alone. You've, you've, you've got several things influencing that. And I think that's, I think you take the concept you're talking about, David, and it's just that's how it starts to weave together. Yeah. Uh, it, seem, it seems to me that, you know, as far as, you know, me looking into uh, myself, just people in general just studying the idea of humanity um one of the biggest one of the one of the one of the 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 key factors is for everybody you know and their ascension to you know walk into in in their calling is what do you do when things don't go your way you know i feel like that's kind of almost the beginning of you know how far you go how, how aware you are of yourself you know how determined you are to succeed what do you do when things don't go your way and i think that's the measure you know of a lot of people's capacity um you know to step over hurdles and you know get to the sunshine absolutely you know and that's in those moments all i keep thinking when i have those things happening to me the first thing i think of is life is trying to talk to you right now right if things aren't going your way it means something. That yeah, means something. That means fifty percent. The other fifty percent is raising their hand right now to let you kind of right. to fill in the blanks of what you're right, missing. right. That's like my favorite thing from tonight. I'm putting extra circles around that. <laughs> Which one was that? Fifty percent destiny, fifty percent choice, like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. That's the key, man. Um, it's just, it's just uh, I'm just glad, man, that we had a chance to to get you out here, and you flew out Thanks here. For inviting me, and you flew here just to talk to us, man. And, and we don't take that for granted at all. Well, it's mutual. Well, I want to give you the platform right quick to give all your information. <laughs> Where do they find you at? How can they enjoy? 
Well, it depends on where you want to find us at. So, well, we're the Institute for Individual and Organizational Change, or most people just shorten it to IFIOC. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the same thing for everything. Facebook at the IFIOC. Instagram is the IFIOC. Uh, LinkedIn is just the Institute for Individual and Organizational Change. Website, IFIOC.com. And it's the same with both of you having people call in. There's nothing makes me happier than when people just email or call. I mean, yeah. it's not just people yes. like today I got a phone call and they're like I can't believe you answered your phone I'm like who would answer my phone but me I called you once you didn't answer <laughs> yeah so I mean just it just is like who's gonna answer the phone so I mean it's, just, it's the same thing with you guys yeah. having, having callers call in it's just like if you if you have questions ask questions like right. we're do this because we love people and we yeah. want everybody to learn and grow and yeah. the only way that happens is by you know reaching out and checking the information and, and checking it all out. So. Right, and, and before, again, before we head out, I want to make sure that the listeners understand that, um, you know, Casey works with a variety of different organizations. Um, some he mentioned, but just to double, you know, just to touch on it again, um, you know, he's presented at healthcare facilities, mental health facilities, addictions, uh, corrections prisons, local and state government, law enforcement, probation, employment services, juvenile court services, family services, child welfare, schools, universities, uh, aging and long-term care, blind and visually impaired services, deaf and hard of hearing, services, Head Start, and Early Head Start. So it's a lot of different um, organizations that utilize the services. So if you guys have um, any type of, you know, capacity, you know, um, to host, you know, such an amazing program, please feel free to contact them because it is amazing. Definitely the best uh, presentation I've ever been to. I appreciate it. For that. sure, man. Yeah, I, I loved that. it. I can't so. follow that up. We just got to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Give them our socials. <laughs> Call them. <laughs> All right. Calculated conversation out. Thank you so much. We want to thank Casey Jackson, you know, yes, for, for you, coming Casey. down here Thanks and making this trip. Um, Tammy as well. Right? Is that, is that right? <laughs> okay. Shout out Tammy. Shout out Tammy. <laughs> She's running the camera. So you guys will be able to see some of the, this video online, yes. right? So, um, can. We're at the Communication Solution is our podcast as well, and there's a lot of things on our membership on our website because all the podcasts we do, we also broadcast the videos of them as well too. Mm. So oh, okay. if people want to listen to it, they can go to the Communication Solution uh, for the podcast. And if you go to the membership on the IFIOC site, they've got the video version so they can watch all this too. Nice, nice. Somebody told me that we were going to be on your podcast too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be one of our podcasts. <laughs> okay, dope. Yeah. Cool. We out. Thank you so much. Uh, until next week, Calculated Conversation Everything. Calculated Everything.